in the year is 1879, but the history's not our own. Everything changed on July 3rd, 1863, during the Battle of Gettysburg. The dead rose up, the shadows darkened, and a reckoning had begun. Humanity's worst nightmares now walked the waking world. Everything seemed to be headed to hell in a handbasket. Humanity, however, was more resilient than the terrors expected. A secret war began between the darkness and those who would stand against it. A few sturdy folks from all walks of life, from school moms to nuns, from snake oil salesmen to steadfast soldiers and children to old coots, have risen up to stand between their fellow humans and creatures born in the very pits of hell. Some were fated to fall, but others stood firm. For the next hour or so, sit back and listen to the stories of horror and heroism, recounting of the sacrifices these unsung heroes have made. Enjoy these tales from the Deadlands. Be warned, however, these tales are not for the faint of heart. Hey, welcome back to the Knights of the Smith Dinner Table actual play production of Tales from the Deadlands. So, when last we left our valiant heroes, our, uh, Western warriors, they had faced off with a small horde of Famonites and almost I'll lost live, <laughs> two of their party members to it. Um, as a matter of fact, Goodman was less than six seconds away from becoming one himself. Yeah, but, too caked up to die. <laughs> but survive it they did, and they continued on. And uh, the, oh, pardon me, rest oh. of the trip to Shanfan is relatively uneventful. It, it takes you guys about a week. And as you roll into Shanfan, there is a, you notice that there is a, an abundance of folks of the Asian persuasion. Now, whether they're Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Vietnamese, Thai, you have no idea because it sounds like dozens of languages are being spoken out here. Um, and for the first time in your lives, you guys feel like the minority. So, um, well, I always feel like the minority. Well, yeah, because you're a minor. And no one else has lost their papa and their mama and all their siblings. They didn't have to go through everything that I had to go through. <laughs> you ain't lived long enough to say things like that, girly. All right, so... Lacey told you to seek out, um, sir, let me bring up his name, Roderick Pennington Smythe. The Smythe. Pennington Smythe. Captain Roderick Pennington Smythe. And he did not, however, tell you where he would be in Shanfan, so you guys are going to have to hit the street, so to speak, and... See if you can figure it out. Tavern time. Tavern time. Um, so as you're making your way through Shanfan, you notice 
that uh, there aren't really a whole lot of saloons like what you would expect. Most of them appear to just be wagons that have bars on the sides of them and people just come up and drink right at them. And all of the Asian folk are looking at you guys with just absolute unhidden suspicion. All right. Um, I'm going to go to... So we do see that there are, like, places to go and drink. Like, there is, like... It is still a competitive thing here that people still go and do that. Like, there's more than one. Yes. I'll look for one where uh, I think I might get the most luck of finding someone who speaks English. Okay. Uh, make a notice check for that. Notice check. All right. So you find one that the uh, <clears throat> the bartender appears to be maybe a, a half breed, half Caucasian, half Asian. And as he looks up as you approach, he looks a little afraid, and he's like, "What you do here? Why you not in Red Lantern?" In what, sorry? Red Lantern Town. Red Lantern Town. I, excuse me, um, I'm actually looking for somebody. Uh, who? Well, I think it would probably be for the best if we have a couple of drinks first. I would prefer that. I think that that would probably... Like not, you, you seem a little bit on edge, friend. I, I don't see why you are so stressed at me and my company. White man in Shanfan. White man in Shanfan, you are correct. It says we're here to help. We're here to uh, put some things right. There's some wrongs been doing. Did you go off by yourself, or are we with you? Uh, am I on my own? Well, I'm asking you. I, I, I didn't like explicitly say whether I was or wasn't. If anybody came with me, go for it. But like, I just kind of went. <laughs> so if everyone's just kind of standing around, like, okay, like, then yeah, I'm gonna go. But like, feel free to come with me. Like, we were just down in Los Angeles. Hellstrom dropped a bomb on the place, so now we were told to come up here and find this guy named Smythe, and so that's what we're doing here. Anything Smythe. So he's looking, and I'm going to make a roll for him. Uh, me, no, no, snot, Smythe. Check Red Lantern Town. Where, where's that? Uh, north side of town. Oh, so it's not its own town, because we were told to come here by Lacey O'Malley. No, no, no. White, black, red district. Oh, okay. So that's why everybody's staring at us like we got the clap. <laughs> he looks at you bewildered and yeah, just and as after oh. he claps, he looks back. Everybody have clap. I don't think that one translates so well, friend. Uh, uh. 
I my bad. Say, uh, what's your name? Woo. Woo? Oh, offer my hand. Name's Goodman. He looks around, makes sure that nobody's paying any particular attention before he gingerly reaches over, does a quick shake, and then releases. I'm something of a barman myself. I'll uh, pay him for... Uh, I probably got like something straight, something heavy, um, and I'll, I'll pay him for that. Basically, the equivalent of, of what it would, twice what it would actually be. So, get himself one. Okay. And... Uh... How do, how do we get to Red Lantern Town? Hmm. Follow this road straight north. And but stop and see Longhaired Tony first. Okay, where do we find Longhaired Tony? Sheriff's office. He's the sheriff? Yes. Okay. Well, I thank you very much, my friend. Now, oh, it's been a pleasure. Please, drink sake, go. I'll finish my drink as I'm standing up, putting it back down. We'll get the hell out of that man's hair. <laughs> we'll, man, we'll collect. Man. We'll collect. Collect the rest of the party. If unless you guys have, are doing something else in the meantime, like I don't think that'll take too long. But uh, I come back. Are there any so kids can... outside? Lots of kids. Can I try to play with them? Um, as you approach, they just kind of stand there blank-eyed staring at you. I mean, you, as you look around, it's not hard to notice that you are the only little white girl with blonde hair. Do they have any, like, toys? Uh, a few of them have, like, straw dolls. I'm gonna show them my dolly. Mm, they kind of scoop back away from you. And you keep hearing the word Gaijin. No, this is Dolly. They, they don't seem to want to have anything to do with you. I'm Daisy. They just kind of keep backing away. I'm going to... They don't have any balls or marbles or... A couple of them do here and there, but... Any abandoned toys? No. No abandoned toys that you see. You guys, let's play. And once again, the most common word you're hearing is gaijin. What's that mean? They don't seem to be speaking to you. I know French. Murder. <laughs> Can you say that one? <laughs> Murder. <clears throat> um, you see another group of kids come walking up. These look older, and one of them keeps saying, Young way! Young way! And points. You want to see my knife? Young way! I'm going to pull up my knife and show it to him. And as you do that, all of the kids, except for the biggest ones, run away. And that's how the fight started. The other ones are, <laughs> the, the older ones are looking at you and still pointing. I'm going to look at the direction they're pointing. They're pointing back towards your wagon, where your friends are. 
And they keep saying this, Yangwe. And for those of you who speak Mandarin, I apologize. I am young, but I don't know my way. I'm sorry. Do you know the way? Yangwe. And they keep pointing at, the, at your wagon. You guys are not much and fun. Some of those first sets of kids, they start yelling, Gaijin! Gaijin! I'm going to put my knife away and pull out my, um, my gun. The kids all disappear. I was just showing you my toys. <laughs> aren't, you gonna, a, aren't, you like a, aren't you like a sheriff or something? Like, are you just watching this happen? Just watching this like unfold? Just crossed arms like staring on as the kid goes over starts brandishing a knife at a bunch of fucking strange Asian children apparently we we found Cole's uh, hindrance <laughs> the hindrance is just like giving zero fucks about child uh, child endangerment ah, she's fine she can handle herself I'm gonna put away I'm my sure. stuff I'm crying just a little bit I'm gonna go find Chuck Devastating. We're coming out of the thing. What happened, Daisy? Some of them kids hurt you? They didn't like my toys. I they, tried they don't... playing with them, and they just pointed away. I'll exchange they... a look with Chug. I tried to teach them French. Oh, that's... You know, the, the adults weren't that friendly easy. I'm going to give her a money for this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a little tousel on the hair. Just the, the adults weren't friendly either. We need to go to uh, Red Lantern town portion of town. That's apparently where the, the 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 fun people are. Oh, I like fun. Yeah, so we're gonna go find long-haired Tony, and then there'll probably be some other kids that will want to learn some French. What toys now, did you show them, Daisy? Don't promise her things like that, and you know exactly which toys she showed them. I showed them Dolly. Oh, well, that, yeah, then they just probably didn't understand you. They don't and really speak our language here. What else did you show them? Dolly? Just the eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> and? And they didn't like her. And then what Chuck, happened? Chuck is not the disciplinarian of this group. <laughs> they all ran away. Was there, uh, there's no lapses in memory between Daisy is like when they ran away. And, and I'm going to describe what, what Cheryl is doing. <laughs> Daisy has her bottom lip stuck out. Her eyes are wide, wide open, and she's just shaking her head with a puppy dog look. And that is exactly what my wife is doing across the table from me. And now we understand why child number five is on the way. <laughs> All right. So Cole's going to go up to Daisy and get down on one knee, kind of like rustle her hair a little bit. They didn't like Dolly. No, I love Dolly. I'm going to clutch her closer to my chest and crawl back on the wagon. What's him up on that baby? Who's who's that speaking? 
I'm thinking that's coming from Pam's mic. It is. It was. Hello, strange Hello. voice in the background of Pam's <laughs> microphone. But I figure at this point we're heading down the road during this uh, conversation. Yep. Um, and it doesn't take you long to find, I assume you guys are going to go see long-haired Tony at the sheriff's office. Well, sure am. All right. Yeah, there's no way I'm waiting around for them to even like put the kid in the wagon. I'm just going. That's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes you about 15, 20 minutes, uh, pushing through some of the thickest foot traffic you have ever seen. And there are people with those weird. Um, wagons where one person pulls while everybody else sits in the back. You guys aren't sure what they're called. Heck, I know. That's can't and, afford uh, horses. No, no. No, just like an, is this like an in character? We don't know what they're called. In character, you don't know what they're called. Okay. Out of character, you definitely know that they're rickshaws. Chuck, Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Daisy. Chuck, can we get one of those? <laughs> No, we've got a better one. Do you want to pull it? I am strong, Chuck. You are, but you're not as strong as the two horses. Flank and steak. <laughs> Maybe. Kids trying to talk you into a downgrade there, Charles. Right. I mean, we wouldn't be able to pull this to haul all the equipment around now. This is perfect. Besides, see how they're having to, like, push through? They're moving out of the way of the horses because they don't want to get ran over. Maybe they don't know about horses. Um, you guys do notice that a lot of folks are looking at the horses hungrily. Wow. Oh, oh, why is Goodman firing up his uh, lever oh, I was here? reloading. Ah. Yeah, I need to do that too, but I don't know how. So if you in my gear in your gear, click on your gun so it comes up in the chat. Yeah, I just <clears> manually <throat> did it. <laughs> yep, I just manually did mine too. Did you guys reduce your ammo by the correct? Yep. Amount? Okay. I I can do math. I, I just want to make sure. I can also. Speaking know, of which, maybe we should put in an ad for um, Cheryl's tutoring services. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Anyone? I click on it. All right. So and it's not popping up. Click on the icon to the left. Uh, it turns into a chat bot or like a. Oh, yeah. Okay. Click it. Then just click reload manual ammo. This is exciting radio here. I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, need to okay. learn how to do this. So, how many can I hold? Uh, the Peacemaker can hold six. So I think I had three left. Uh, let me double check. Let me look at your character sheet. Because I think you did only use three. Yeah, I shot the two and then the one. Or the one and then the two. Last game. Uh, yep. So you just have to load three back in. Okay. And how do I know how many are in there? Uh, if you click on the little checkbox that has the pencil in it. Yes. It'll tell you. Also, anytime you shoot your gun in the chat box right after you shoot it, it'll say how many rounds you have left. That's that's how I knew before. Um, and how do I know how many bullets I have? It's in my gear. It's in your gear. Oh. I'm pretty good on that. 
you you are pretty good on that. All right, so it's about 15, 20 minutes of travel time until you find the sheriff's office. And is anybody going to stay outside with the wagon? Uh, I will, since they're eyeballing my horses like there's something tasty and I will just sit on my wagon polishing my shotgun. If, okay. if Chuck's staying out, I'm staying out with Chuck. Okay. I will go in. <clears throat> All right. In. So, Goodman, Cole, what about you, Tilly? I'm going to stay out with the wagon. Okay. All right. So, Goodman and Cole, as you guys walk in, you see a tall Asian man with long, almost almost dare to call it luxurious black hair that cascades down over his shoulders and down his back. And unlike all of the other folks that you have seen in this part of town who are wearing these brightly colored robes and other types of like exotic clothing, this guy is wearing a pair of jeans, a gun belt, and a uh, a button-down shirt with a vest over it. And as he, as you guys walk in, he looks up and says, Ah, round eyes. What can I do for you folks? Long-haired Tony. That would be me. Fancy meeting the sheriff at the sheriff's department. We are looking for um, an individual and uh, looking to get there. We were told that we should come and see you prior to going anywhere. Yeah, probably a good idea for round eyes. You guys aren't much liked around here, but hey, you guys found the uh, ghost rock that makes everything go, so I got nothing against y'all, and you got some, some really good senses of style that's not quite as garish as the rest of my folk. You do like the jeans. I do like the jeans. They, uh, so... We are looking for um, Mr. Cole. What, what was that gentleman's name? And out of character, I do not recall <laughs> off the top of my head. Pennington well, Smythe. That, that's why I grabbed out of the ether to grab, your, remember, your character's name to ask you and pawn that off on you because <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, sir something Pennington Smythe. We're looking for a Pennington Smythe. Ah, yes, the gentleman from the Explorer Society. No, yes. I, I heard that their lodge burnt down a couple days ago. I don't know how. The auspicious League of Firefighting Brethren tried to put it out, but buildings around here burned fast. I don't think anyone was killed, though. Most of them left town, but word on the street is some of them may have gone over to the Sunrise Hotel up in the Red Lantern District. Sunrise Hotel in the Red Lantern District. I was being told to go to the Red Lantern District. That seems like a bit of a it's, coincidence. It's the safest place for you round eyes. Excellent. So you said the Sunrise Hotel? Indeed. In the Red Lantern District. And uh, until you get into the Red Lantern District, I recommend you, you uh, move quick and not stop for much. The, triads, the triads around here are... Less than kind. We'll be sure to uh, be brief. 
probably for the best. I'll uh, I'll say, Sheriff, do you drink? I do. I'll reach into the back of my coat and pull out a bottle. <laughs> Hand it to him. What are you handing him? Just a bottle of, of booze. Okay. Thank you kindly. And he pops the top off of it and just drinks straight from the bottle. Says, we don't have a great reputation, but uh, every, every step in the right direction is a good step. Turn around. Well, Cole. We should probably get back to the uh, rest of the group and get out of here pretty quick. Eyes down. Got it. Enjoy, Tony. Your hair is fantastic. And I will leave. Okay. I'm a little jealous, I'll be honest with you. Well, that's that's no fun. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so he did give you the place to go. Uh, and I'll even be nice and say that he even gave you directions on how to get there. And it takes you guys another half hour or so of plowing your way through traffic and generally just trying to not stand out, even though it's really hard for you not to stand out because Cole and Goodman both tower. Well, and even uh, Tilly, all three tower over everybody else around them. Um, I'm probably going to be, because of how like big my character is, I'm probably going to like be in the back of the wagon itself. Okay. I'll try and reduce that as much as we can so that it's not, uh, not as much of a problem. Try and draw as little attention as possible without just all of us hauling up in there because it takes one missile launcher to just take us all out. Um, the good news is there's, there's no missile launchers yet. Epic. <laughs> take that uh, we've, we've got a weapon of daisy destruction, so I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> WMD, baby. Let's go. All right. So, like I said, it takes you about a half an hour. And you finally pull up to the Sunrise Hotel. Or the Sunrise House, sorry. And it is a four-story, very nice-looking hotel that's overlooking the city from the northern slopes. So, like, if you were to get one of the rooms in the front of the building... With a balcony, you could look down into the valley that Shanfan is in and have a really good view of the city. <clears throat> and as you guys make your way in, um, you see there is the innkeep. He's a elderly man, uh, African-American. And he looks up and says, ah, welcome to the Sunrise House. Can I get you all some rooms? Um, I don't know if we're looking for rooms so much, but we are looking for somebody, for people. And who might that be? So, are the people still staring at my horses like they're going to break so off into cheeseburgers? A couple of them eye them, but not so much, especially when you pull up in front of the Sunrise House. At that point, the, uh, the crowds, while still mostly Asian, there are quite a, quite a few whites and blacks amongst these crowds as well. And uh, 
they spend more time once you pull up in front of the sunrise house looking pointedly away. Okay. So is there like a doorman or something? Uh, no, but there is a, uh, Oh, crud. He's the clerk. The desk clerk. The, well, he's inside. Uh, hitching post. I could not remember that phrase. Yes. I've played a Red Dead Redemption in my time. <laughs> um, Pretty much all this game is, right? <laughs> Rootin' tootin' cowboy shooting with some mods. Yeah, easy. Um... Look at that bomb go off. Damn, bro. It's got a skull in the mushroom cloud. <laughs> and it's green. Uh, but Man. yeah, so I, I will stay with the wagon. Just okay. I'm a little bit paranoid about this place now. And one of the things you guys have noticed since you've been out here in the maze, also known as the vast majority of California, is everybody looks hungry. Like nobody gets enough to eat. Chuck, you probably could make some money out here. Sadly, Daisy, the problem becomes is that I haven't seen anywhere to resupply. And the hunting around here was terrible. We barely were able to feed ourselves. We should work on that. Mm -hmm. I think we can come up with a solution. Well, hopefully this uh, league that we're joining uh, pays well. All right. so. I assume everybody but Chuck and Daisy then are going in. Is Daisy going to stay out or is she going correct. in? I'm staying with Chuck. Okay. Chuck's my BFF. <laughs> Big fat friend? Yeah. Mm, Cole will take kind of like the midway <laughs> position between uh, Goodman and Tilly and the outside. Okay. Kind of like covering the, not necessarily covering the exit, but kind of covering the exit so we can kind of keep an eye on uh, Charles and Daisy. Okay. Chuck. Chuck. Um, Chuck. Daisy. I'm bored. Are there any children that I can see? Chuck. Not uh, in this part of uh, the Red Lantern District. Chuck. Yes, Chuck. Daisy. Hey, Chuck. What? Hey, Chuck. Yes? Tell me a story. So, I will begin hey, Chuck. telling Daisy a story so that we can actually let the people inside do the thing that they were trying to do. Hey, Chuck. Chuck. Once upon a time, there Chuck. was a girl named Daisy. What? I don't like that story. <laughs> I want to play a game. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever played 52 card pickup? No, I don't like that game. Damn. I'm going to play another game. <laughs> Chuck? Yes? Chuck? <clears throat> what, what game are we playing? Chuck, where's Dolly? I thought you had her. No, Chuck. I told you to keep track of her. She's sitting on Dolly. Chuck, 
I found Dolly. Is, is Dolly on? Is Dolly under your butt? Yeah, Chuck. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. No problem. I think Dolly wants you to tell her a story. Hey, Chuck. Yes. I'm gonna go play in the back with Dolly. Okay. And maybe clean my rifle. That's probably your, a good idea. Sniper. We might have to use it. Your pistol. My pistol. Yeah. I'll, I'll clean my uh, shotgun while you do that. Okay, Chuck. I'll be back, Chuck. Don't miss me, Chuck. I miss you, I, Chuck. I, I already miss you, Can but I have it's a hug, okay. Chuck? Sure. Thanks, Chuck. Pat her on the head. And I would just like to point out that this is what it's like living with our son Demetrius. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is the retelling of this past weekend with Demetrius. Oh, just today. <laughs> it's all fun and games until they start talking, and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah, you spend two years trying to teach them to talk, and then the next seventeen or so telling them to shut up. All right, so you you three are inside, and uh, you're talking with the innkeep. And he's like, well, you guys want some rooms? And you guys had already said before Daisy went off on her tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, it makes for great entertainment. Um, I have received a few emails stating that Daisy is a lot of people's favorite. I haven't seen these emails. I think he's making that up. Please <laughs> let us know on Twitter at Knights of the Smith Dinner Table. <laughs> All right. So, what are you guys going to say to the nice innkeeper? We're looking for Pembroke's Smith. Oh! Pennington Smith? Yes. Uh, well, um, he, he's not here, but, uh, well, his, his friend is just head upstairs to uh, room 202 and uh, let the guards know that you're there to see Dillinger. Guards? I feel like this is a setup. Yeah, guards. Um, I don't yeah, know. I guess they ran into some trouble with the uh, with the triads, so they're staying here for at least a few days. Right. This is a setup. Thing I've seen in the last forty-eight hours. I no sense in being mean, and I just want to make sure I make it through the pearly gates. And if I make a few bucks along the way running my hotel. All the better. So you nice drinking and mix. Get some uh, extra business under your belt. Yeah. But first, but first, um, I'm gonna head over to the uh, the stairs. Okay, and as you guys make your way upstairs, you see I'll be a slight pace behind, and as I walk past the front. Uh, clerk guy, I'll actually slide him a dollar bill and kind of give him a little nod. Thank you kindly, sir. And as you guys make your way upstairs and you turn down the hallway where room, did I say 204? I think two. I, 202. 202 is um, you see two large gentlemen both white both look pretty rough, and as you guys turn down the hallway, they do eye you guys. However, 
as they see you, you notice that the edge that they initially looked at you with kind of eases back a little, like you're not who they're expecting to cause trouble. That's profiling. <laughs> um, and as you guys approach, the one closest to you says, Morning. Morning. We're here to see uh, Dillinger? For what? Because we're told he is a friend of an associate of somebody we are also supposed to speak with, and we are trying to find said individual. Mm. Who sent you? Uh, Lacey. He thinks about it a moment. We weren't told to expect anybody. We're kind of helping with the relief effort the other day. It's a little impromptu. And probably by this point, this is probably when I'll be coming up. Yeah, like I said, they aren't expecting anyone, and, well, one of them's out and about. I mean, you've already tipped your hand that there's more than one, but we are looking for Mr. Smythe, Pembroke Smythe. The captain? He ain't here. The captain. We know we're trying to find him. And I'll be standing behind the good doctor and Goodman and kind of look at the two guards and kind of flash up my jacket and show my badge. Make a persuasion roll, Cole, with a plus one. Am I able to assist that? So do I get the additional plus two from the badge itself? Ah, change that. Use the plus two instead. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can attempt to assist them with a persuasion. Uh, they don't see me doing this. Uh, valid. I'm just kind of like doing the talking. <laughs> yeah, let's see if he screws it up for you. So before you roll, Nick, uh, we'll have uh, Goodman make his persuasion check. Because he could always... Nope, he's not going to critically fail. Alright, no, so he's going to give you an additional plus one. Alright, so we'll pull me up to a plus three total. Yep. Oh, I clapped it. <laughs> Look at that. Total of 12. Nice. Um, and after they see it, I'll kind of tuck it back in so the rest of the party doesn't see it. They nod, and he says, hold on. Looks over at the other guy, the other guy who hasn't said anything, opens the door, walks in. You guys don't hear anything until a moment later, that quiet guy walks back out, nods his head, and holds the door open for you guys. <clears throat> And uh, inside, you guys see three more obviously hired guards. And sitting at a table across the room inside, you see a thin elderly man wearing a very nice black suit with a dark blue ascot. And propped up next to him is a black cane with a silver dragon's head. 
He says, ah, please, please come in, friends, please. Zaz got laid out by the triad. <laughs> so. God, I hate that joke. <laughs> as we're passing through, I'll kind of like tip the hat to the guards at the door. Okay. Please, please have a seat. Um, tea. And I can't do a please. British accent to save my life. But he is speaking with a very clipped British, proper British accent. So it's an Oxford. Oh, yes. So they told me that Mr. O'Malley sent you. Lacey's our man. Indeed. Please um, tell me about what happened that convinced Mr. O'Malley to send you up to see myself and <clears throat> Captain Pennington Smythe. I mean, we witnessed some evil, and we decided to do something about it. I just realized that telltelling isn't a skill. Nope, no, it's, it's an edge, which the person who's regarding the wagon has. And it is a persuasion check. Okay. And what is that? Telltelling. What is that? So one of the neat things about Deadlands is <clears throat> a properly told tale of good versus evil where good wins out in the end with a good enough persuasion check can actually lower the local fear level. Which now, puts the Reckoners and everything on their heels for, you know, all the evil they're trying to spread. Uh, now... On the converse of that, a critically failed role, the listeners tend to focus in on only the bad stuff that happened, and it actually increases the fear level. So needless to say, the uh, Territorial Rangers and the agency are not big fans of telltellers telling people about all of these supernatural events, of which you guys haven't seen much, but you've seen enough now to realize that, yeah, something definitely is bad out there. But anyway, you guys were working on telling him the tale. Um, so I can't mentally off the top of my head get enough of a recap to give him a proper like spinning of a yarn. However, <clears throat> I believe that Goodman would be appropriate enough to spin him effectively a well-tailored and informative recap of effectively how we've come to be here in this instance. Um, go ahead and make a persuasion test. Oh, there is an ace in there for a total of eight, granting yourself a raise. So Goodman spends about the next 15, 20 minutes relating everything that's happened since uh, he entered the tunnel system with Dr. Hellstrom all the way up until you guys arrived here in Shanfan. And Dillinger listens, well, diligently. And uh, he then, once uh, Goodman is done, he says, well, I'm afraid Captain Pennington Smythe might be in a bit of trouble. 
You don't say. Indeed. The triad that runs this city wants something from us. Something we absolutely cannot allow them to have. They tried to terrorize us by burning down the lodge yesterday, and so we moved here to the Sunrise House. But it seems to have more spies than the agency. This morning, the captain went out to hide the object in question, but didn't return. I've hired a few guards to protect me, but honestly, I have little hope they could resist anyone seriously invested in attacking. And they certainly aren't of the caliber required to rescue the captain from whatever has befallen him. I'm really quite at a loss at this point. And since you need to speak to him anyway, might you be interested in helping? I mean, I'm sure I could talk a, uh, a short blonde-haired demon to uh, putting her boots towards it. That could be interesting. What do you think, Dr. Tilly? You're muted, Pam. I say we go for it. Well, undoing evil one step at a time. Excellent, excellent. Yakuza, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Big Ears Tam is the leader of the Shanfan Triad. He's almost certainly the one who took the captain. His home is on the ever-triumphant trail, the main road leading north out of Shanfan. And I'm certain that you can't just walk up and demand to talk to him, and I wouldn't try breaking in either. Tam well, I'm has certainly not gonna I'm certain sure as shit not gonna do that without you telling me exactly the kind of thing you're trying to hide. Uh, that is a vile thing from the deserts of Arabia called the Amulet of Rahashamir. Legends claim that it can bring back the dead with incredible power, but only if the deceased had the blackest of hearts. Now, I realize you may not believe in such things, but I assure you its powers are very real. The triad must be looking into raising some fiend from the depths of hell, and I'm afraid that's something we cannot fathom. I don't know how much you know about the Far East, but they've had some terrible wars there. Uh, you Americans think that your civil war was bad, but the recent Taiping Rebellion in China claimed over 20 million lives. These people do not muck about, and I have no intention of aiding them should they be intent on repeating such madness here. Well, we are set to uh, clobber some skulls, aren't we? Mm. Quite. Now, main reason why we were actually on our way here was to inquire into membership. Obviously, with the lodge being burned down, that seems to be a little bit of a uh, a issue for clerical uh, finalities. How about how do you assess that we presume? Proceed. Fuck. Well. My brain shutting down. <laughs> I would recommend that uh, you do some legwork around town. Find out if any of those in the street have heard of the captain's abduction. And then find him and get him back here. And I believe that uh, while I can't immediately offer any compensation per se, I can make sure that the 
what some would call exorbitant dues that you must pay to the Explorer Society when you first join up will be taken care of if you can bring the captain back alive. You know what? That seems like a fair transaction to me. Off my hand. Uh, he reaches out, takes your hand, shakes it firmly. And for, well. I mean, especially for an older guy, he definitely has mm-hmm. a firm handshake. I'll say compensation's not the, uh, the end game, just a byproduct. Indeed. Now, I'm certain that you may cross arms with some of the locals. I would recommend not leaving uh, evidence behind and try to be done with any violent endeavors as quickly as possible and get away from the area that it happened in. We'll make sure only the people that deserve it are catching the lead. That is an excellent idea. (laughs) As long as you can guarantee that, Cole. You know, there's no guarantees in life, Goodman. And you just cannot commit to a life of luck. I mean, that's valid. Well, then, I will see to it that for your stay here, um, one of our extra rooms is given over to your group. Uh, another suite like this one. I'll, I'll make sure that Jenkins downstairs knows. But in the meantime, um, is there anything else that you folks need that I could possibly help with? Your most patient guard. Yes. Identify him and make him available. Um, he looks around and looks at a guy that... This guard looks like he has seen the bad luck end of way too many fights. He's got a, a few scars on his face, one that cuts across his left eye. Looks like it just missed his eye. And looks like the guy may have been fitted for a hemp necktie at one point. He's perfect. All we right. got a babysitter for Daisy and everything. you'll note the qualifications I asked for were patience (laughs) this man may have seen some shit but he ain't seen nothing yet (laughs) but patience that is an important skill set when dealing in Daisy (laughs) patience is indeed a virtue alright so lord almighty he cuts Ow! you guys loose and uh, he does offer to stable any horses that you have underneath the hotel. Apparently they've got a nice stall- stable yard that's actually cut out of the ground underneath the hotel. That's kind of neat. Actually, pretty common, mostly in the east, though. All 
right, and you guys make your way back out to Chuck. Sorry, Charles. Yeah, only one who gets away with calling me Chuck is Daisy. Because <laughs> I'm afraid she'll kill me if I don't let her. I'm out there, too. <laughs> You're in the back of the wagon. They can't see you right away. Do I they believe, think I got misplaced? I believe that would make Daisy the whole card. <laughs> All right. So what's what's what are we doing? Well, we got we got room. Excellent. Where are my horses going? Uh Believe it or not, underground. All right. About, I think it's about time we start uh, looking at getting ourselves captured. Wait, what? <laughs> well, we'll discuss it in the room where there aren't as many prying ears on the street. <laughs> All right. And as Chuck takes the wagon and the horses into the underground stall yard, and Daisy comes out of the wagon, all ready to play with everybody, and you guys are ready to kind of fill them in on the deal, that is where we will pick up next time. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and we hope you enjoyed it, uh, listening and or watching. I know watching wasn't as exciting this episode, but hey, you gotta have a role-playing episode every once in a while, right? right. Sergeant Tiberius Rex versus versus daisy Fight. i mean it's gonna happen soon enough uh don't forget check out poppet's coffee best coffee around free shipping in the u.s uh check us out on all of the socials knights of the smith dinner table.com hit up our patreon if you're so inclined and uh please if you're liking what you're listening leave us a review wherever you're listening at because those help get us in front of more people you gotta tell with the patreon <laughs> I did. I said about the Patreon. You're not getting paid. Shut up. The Patreon. <laughs> also, Papa has some very amazing herbal teas as well. Who needs a funny mic when you can use a mic to be funny? <laughs> all right. Got all the shills in. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one, folks. We'll uh, see you next time. Peace. This actual play podcast references the Savage Worlds game system and the Deadlands Weird West Savage setting, both of which are available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Consent Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos, and trademarks are all copyright of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Tales from the Deadlands, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table, and all of its logos are property of Knightsmith Games, LLC. For more information, head to www.knightsofthesmithdinnertable.com.